I think we have to start thinking of curiosity as a verb. You're, you are doing curiosity. It's, yes. it's not just this thing. Like it, it, it has um, an active quality to it, whether you're trying to seek information or experiences to get back to certainty to reduce your anxiety or because you love swimming in the audacious sea of uh, uncertainty and pioneering. Welcome to the Audacious Living Podcast, hosted by my man, Audley Stevenson, the odd man. He'll unpack wisdom and insights from a cross-section of top quality performers in business, media, sports, entertainment, and lifestyle to uncover key elements to help you live your best audacious life ever. So without further ado, here is the odd man. Greetings and salutations. It's Audley Stevenson here back for another edition of the most audacious podcast the internet has to offer. You've got a lock to the Audacious Living Podcast, and I appreciate you for being here as we continue our ongoing goal of helping our listeners live their best audacious lives ever. Uh, as always, I encourage you to connect with us through our social media channels. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook are just one of the places that you can find us. But if you head over to our, our YouTube channel or if you're watching uh, this episode of the podcast on YouTube, then you know uh, you've got that bell down below that you just tap and ding, ding, ding. Uh, you're connected to all great things audacious related. Now, I'm sure many of you are familiar with that old saying, curiosity killed the cat. Well, today's guest is here to promote the fact that curiosity can be a very positive and powerful force in our lives if exercised regularly. In fact, curiosity provides endless opportunities to, to grow, develop, and learn, and isn't a pathway to an untimely death, as that old saying would suggest. Uh, Dr. Allison Horstmeyer is a leading-edge talent and leadership development, development consultant, as well as an expert in the field of curiosity, where much of her personal research uh, has been focused on. Now, we, we had a wonderful chat in my conversation with Allison. Uh, you'll hear all about uh, the important work that she does and she'll, when she'll expand further uh, as to the benefits of, of introducing curiosity into our lives uh, and, and how it can serve as a doorway to things like collaboration, inclusion, and, and building and maintaining positive relationships. You know, the reality is that we all innately have this curiosity inside of us. It's all, every single one of us, we do have it. And, and for one reason or another, uh, it tends to be stifled away as opposed to letting it roam free. And, you know, maybe we were th taught or there's a message that said to us that curiosity isn't a good thing. Well, this episode, you'll learn that it is more than a good thing. It's an absolutely great thing. So now that the stage is set, I'm going to stop talking here for a moment and give you an opportunity to hear from Allison Horsmeyer. Enjoy. Hey, Allison, uh, thank you for joining me here on the Audacious Living Podcast. It's a pleasure to have you today. Thank you so much for inviting me. I love that it's the Audacious Podcast. <laughs> yeah. We do have a lot of fun here. We do, you know 
we, we, we sort of break the berries a little bit, if you will. So, uh, nice. yeah, it's really, again, it's a little bit of having fun. Uh, but we want to, I want to talk about uh, the, the, the work and the extensive work you've done in the field of sort of curiosity and wonder. I guess they sort of go hand in hand. And I, I want to, I do want to get into that. And, and without trying to make a pun, I'm going to say I'm curious about the value of curiosity has in our, in our day-to-day lives. And I thought maybe as a sort of starting point, you can kind of sort of frame frame things for us in terms of the significance of curiosity to us as individuals. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I, I actually had started researching anxiety, which then led me to curiosity and then came back in a way okay. uh, to anxiety because there is that component to curiosity because curiosity is an invitation to explore, you know, the new, the unfamiliar, the ambiguous, which, you know, can at times uh, raise some anxiety, doubt, confusion along the way. Uh, If we look at the positive psychology literature, curiosity is one of our universal strengths that we all have. It's innate within each of us. And I think we all remember when we were kids and we had a lot of questions and we probably drove our parents crazy with why, why, why. Uh, And then, you know, as we move through our life cycle, um, there, then there becomes a need for conformity and some other things, which then seem to somehow dissipate our curiosity or maybe tuck it away and we forget about how to bring it forward because it, it, it is an intentionality there for us to be curious. But inevitably, curiosity is about not knowing, right? We have something we, we don't know, we want to figure out or something happens in along the way that's, that violates what we expected. And now we're kind of like, hmm, what, we have to go figure something out. And there is exploration. It's, it is it is active. Like you're, I think we have to start thinking of curiosity as a verb. You're, you are doing curiosity. It's, yes. it's not just this thing. Like it, it, it has um, an active quality to it, whether you're trying to seek information or experiences to get back to certainty to reduce your anxiety or because you love swimming in the audacious sea of uh, uncertainty and pioneering. So that, so we have different aspects of curiosity that inform how we are curious. And then there's a level of openness, openness to what we're experiencing and to what's coming in. Mm-hmm. So I love when people are like, oh, I asked a bunch of questions and I said, great. So how well, how, how uh, do you receive what's coming into you? Do you ask questions? Cause you can weaponize questions too. Are you asking questions to really understand, to really learn? Right. right. And then there is an aspect of what we call stress tolerance. So managing that doubt, confusion along the way. And the thing about curiosity, it provides us an opportunity to have a double loop learning experience. You go into the unknown, you're not really sure right. what you're going to find. Right, right. Then you have some discoveries, some that you may like, some that you may not. And then you have to figure out how to integrate those, what you're going to do with those. And right. just the function of going through that experience gives you new data points and new reference points. And so you are actually expanding what we call a thought action repertoire. You're really expanding kind of what you know, what you've experienced. And that helps you the next time that you're confronted with something that can seem quite uncertain and familiar and so on. So 
I, I feel like that's, that's a conduit. It's a meta skill. It's really a meta skill, a high order skill that, that actually enables us to activate other skills. So when we activate our curiosity, like I'm curious, I'm curious enough to be here. I got to meet, I'm meeting you. We're having a conversation. It can help from an interpersonal standpoint. It's connected to creativity and innovation. It's connected to empathy and trust. And for me, I'm more fascinated by the interpersonal and Mm -hmm. the intrapersonal, like how it can help us become more self-aware and connect. There is a lot of research there that supports the con- the connection or at least some kind of um, empirical support about the connection to creativity and innovation. I come from more of a humanistic lens where I'm, I'm more interested, like, how does it help us understand right. each other, connect right. to right. each other? And so right. I'll pause there because I'm talking a lot. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, you raise so many wonderful points and, and so many great thoughts, and it's I, I, I can see where this conversation will go because we end up bouncing around, and that's okay. But uh, I mean, I, first off, I, I, even going back earlier, we were talking about, and you made that comparison when we were children, and and, and having that childlike creativity, and, and and the questions and the wonder, and and it was almost like a never-ending sea of questions. It's the one after, and then why, and then why, and okay, why is this, and and which 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 the, the part I like about that is there just leads to this natural excitement right there's a natural excitement there the uh, the, the the idea of wanting to learn something and then and but that not just stopping at the surface going even deeper with the, with mm-hmm. the, the more wise and see so that the double whammy so to speak because it's almost like you, you jump into something that's new unfamiliar and you've got no idea where it's going to go and you just got to trust that you know we'll yeah. see kind of thing right yeah and I think what I'm, I, my invitation is with curiosity is how do we normalize, um, you know, taking, taking, taking manageable or informed risks so we can experiment with trying something new and not being attached to being perfect. So the perfect paradigm is super limiting. Um, we are often conditioned, right? We have to get straight A's. We have to right. perform a certain way to be promoted. And then I can tell you when I'm working with executives, we get to a certain level uh, where then we're asked to, well, can't you innovate, challenge the status quo? Uh, I hate the term think outside the box because there shouldn't even be a box. And, you know, how can we bring in more perspectives? How can we create psych safety? All these things where that wasn't even part of the trajectory. And so, you know, how can you start just, I think most people intuitively know where they're limiting themselves, what kind of narrative loop that they're playing. And I know those loops can be so strong. They seem very real. And I can tell you they're illusions. They're illusions rooted on the past or some preconceived notion or some assumption that is not true. Like if you really, like let's let's go validate our assumptions before we start believing the loop. I would really invite people Go, go really get, A, get your assumptions really clear and see if other people are aligned with those if you're working in a team. Yeah. And if you have some of your own, like where are those assumptions coming from? Are they mm-hmm. true? 
what about them is really true because I have a I have a good sense that they might not be rooted nice. in your reality of yes. today. Yes. So letting go of some history or the person that you were, you know, three years ago, you're not the same person anymore. No, it's it's funny as as you're talking about the assumptions. I'm smiling because I remember recently having a conversation with someone, and I, and, I, and I was saying that you know there is something that we all believe in, we really really believe in, and we're totally wrong about it. Like there is something we all have that, that we absolutely would swear by it, and we're and we are wrong, right? And so the idea of challenging challenging our, what we believe or challenging our assumptions uh it's 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 well it's important from a growth standpoint and development but it really it's the check-in and and so when you add that curiosity piece so it forces you to challenge and you know am i right or am i wrong right that's really what mm-hmm. you're, you're alluding to yeah or or it's part of our part of, are you partly right i think right that you know, we we also get stuck in in binary bias. Is that bias is that it has to be either this or that? It's a very or it's a very black and white. And right. my invitation is: Can you just replace the or with an and, and see what happens? Because then we could start opening up the possibilities. The anxiety comes down. We're in a bit more of a gray and we want to start playing more in the gray so we can zoom out and see the different opportunities pass and i'm not saying that you pick the path and everything's going to work out but at least you made an informed decision about and took the time to like step back and and review and so the power of the ends is quite potent in that that scenario well, as you talk about the power of the end and, and, and replacing the or, you know, I, I naturally think about just even collaboration and what that does, because that naturally leads into that, you know, the, mm-hmm. the, the, the opportunity for us to get together and collaborate and, and even be curious amongst one another, because that's truly where the greatest ideas and brainstorming comes from. We're all in the group going, what do you think? And, you know, you build wonderful things from that. Yeah. And, you know, Adam Grant, he's he's looked at some research that tells us for brainstorming, it's actually beneficial for you, for each person to take the time to think through ideas on their own. Mm. And then you bring these ideas forward to get reactions. And that way um, there's just like, like judgment and already like taking things out or that doesn't work, but getting more reactions on the thinking that happened ahead of time. And you can really, it provides an opportunity for what we call idea linking that like you could okay. take bits and pieces of what other people have been thinking yes. about yes. and link yes. those together. And then that's the beauty of the amalgamation really being the, that birthplace of creativity. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. And I also love the fact that you, you use the word invitation a lot, uh, an invitation, a curiosity is an invitation. Uh, yes. because that, it's 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 you know it's something that we all it's you know we're all faced with and it's our choice whether or not with as most things are whether or not we actually take that step and so I, I, I wonder if you sort of expand on that a little bit more because I think imitation is a is 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 a perfect word really. Yes, because um, we all have points of view on what we quote on on what oddly I think you should do. Right. But I I I don't like I have no idea what you should right, <laughs> do right, right. i have i have experience and knowledge and um things i can share with you and then let's 
you know, is there a way to co-create a direction that can support you? Um, and you're right. The the I call I call curiosity like the, the intentional pause. You there is an intentionality to it. There's there is you know my study participants in my study were really clear. It takes energy and effort, uh, intentionality, and it. And you can bail at any time too. Like it, you, yeah. you might be on information where like I'm tapping out. I'm just right. gonna take a moment to process right. what I've, I've learned. Absolutely, take the time to do that. Um, but you know, I I can't tell people. I can't make people be curious. Sure, exactly. I can exactly. just I can paint a picture of what's possible when we activate it. Got you. Got you. No, I love it. I love it. Um, sort of thinking about, you know, you know, barriers to communicate to, to, to curiosity uh, and things that get in the way of it. And, and I think one of the things that I'll certainly get you to expand on, if you will, is just, the, you know, the, the information or knowledge. Right. I think oftentimes it's very easy to rest on what we already know. And we sort of talked really about challenging our assumptions. Right. Uh, ch challenging what we know. Uh, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, uh, but I do feel that that can be a barrier because if we already know it, then why be curious, right? Yeah, so I call what you described the expert mindset. That's the knower. I'm not saying you can't have domain expertise. Absolutely sure. have domain expertise. But when we get into uh, the knower, into proving my agenda, my way, prove, prove, prove. It's a very me stance. And then it's a very defensive stance. And often, and when we're there, it's probably because of a value of ours is being threatened. So, you know, uh, for me, independence is a really core value. And if I'm feeling like I'm being micromanaged or something, I'm going to get into a reactive mode. Right. What's the flip side and what we're asking is, can we take the explorer mindset where you have intellectual humility, you're asking open-ended open questions, you're leaning in to help improve what's going on, you're willing, yes, you're willing to let go of the status quo because you recognize holding on to the status quo is actually a riskier proposition than taking a risk uh, because it's it's the illusion of status quo is the illusion of safety. It's not right. safe. Right. Um, and uh, and I, so, I laugh, but it's an important point, Allison. I almost want you to say that again because status quo, it's, 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 it is very delusional. It's the illusion of safety. It's not safe because the world is changing too fast. We have Right. Uh, we have technology. We can't even keep up with the rate of the rapid technology right. um, that that keeps evolving. We have social changes. We have global trends. We have changes in in our own community and even in our homes. I mean, COVID has really pushed mm -hmm. all of us to to the limit and what we're managing. And so, um, and it requires us to have an agility mentally, emotionally, socially, uh, physically, you know, all, I mean, it really calls, it's really been, been calling on us to really step up in new and different ways. And 
if we just keep going to the same playbook in that yeah. environment, the anxiety is going to go up even more because your playbook is not going to work. It's just right. not going to work. Right. And so we have to start experimenting, trying, throwing that playbook away and starting from scratch and, you know, methodically building a new playbook for what we're dealing with in present time. Got you. Got you. Um, you, 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 you spent some time studying anxiety and curiosity, so sort of went back and forth a little bit. I wonder if you sort of expand further on just the relationship between the two, because there is they, they are connected, although I don't know if it readily comes to people's mind and the connection between the two. But it is there is one there, isn't there? There is one there. Um, so what happens is that there's uh, before you move through that exploration, there is what we call a cognitive appraisal. So you yeah. subconsciously, you assess a, wow, this looks a little different. <laughs> Probably haven't been here before or it's not, you know, it's, it's unfilm, unfamiliar. And then the second one, which is immediate is, do I believe I have what it takes to manage the um, process along the way, whatever may be thrown at me. And it's more about the belief, not necessarily do I have right. the skill set. And you may not believe, you may be like, wow, I don't, I don't think I've got this. Um, right. I right. don't know. Like I, it's a little bit then like paralysis by analysis. Right. So that's when it's like, okay, so what, it, what is a step that you can take? Because I think, taking a huge swing can be really overwhelming. And that's when I work with executives, for example, we just, we get really methodical on breaking it down. You know, if they're leading a big uh, change transformation in their team or in the organization, you know, how can we get like methodical about it yep. um, for, you know, for your audience that's listening, it's, you know, what are the resources of support that you could use around you? Is it, is it family? Is it peers? Is it your boss? Um, and, and what are you willing to try? Just try right. to, to see, to get the data, to get the information, to get the experience. So then you're like, okay, I got that part. Now let me see what I can ladder on next. Mm -hmm. And so we we know and we also know that when people um have attention about not knowing there are folks yep. who are curious that way they will actually go seek the information or the experience so they can get back to certainty back to knowing and those are great competency builders those are great executioners so i always say you know really understanding how somebody's curious understanding your core values mm -hmm. Um, as your tenants and where you may be overusing a core value that may be driving up your anxiety, which kind of tampers down your curiosity. So um, there, there, you know, there's different knobs that you gotcha. can can adjust. And, and for each of us, it's going to be different too, right? So yeah. that's why the need for the adjustment, because there's not a one stop, here you go, and it's, it applies to everyone, because it, it, it doesn't. Yeah, that's exactly right. I really appreciate you bringing up that point. So when people tell me, oh, that person's not curious, my response is, well, what does curiosity look like to you? And they're right. describing it. And I said, well, how is that person curious? And they're like, well, or, or why? And, it, and it's because that person didn't match that particular right. definition right. of how that right. person's curious. And so we are all curious in different ways. 
And it's our job to honor that and to figure out how, how the way I'm curious, oddly, and the way you are, how that, how that intersects right. or, you know, if we're on a team, maybe the person that's the great competency builder and the one that loves swimming in the sea of uncertainty are a great combination because we don't want just pioneering, exploring with no end game. Um, And we need to partner with somebody who can go in and execute on it. So, you know, that, that, that is why I say it's not, if we're curious, it's how. How, And and, and I think it's it's important to talk about that because, um, we've got to be judgment free right and that's really what we're doing we're applying our own judgments and labels of, or, well you know you're not curious the way i'm curious or you're not showing up the way i think you should show up and, right. and it is different for everyone and so uh, I'm, I'm glad we sort of went there what i'm curious about i see i'm doing it again and i'm not trying to do it but i'm doing it again what i'm curious about is the conversation that you have with leaders and and when when, when and, and managers and executives when you sort of have these conversations about curiosity and, instu- and, and instituting that in the, in the workplace or or into the in the workplace culture if you will um how is it received is it identified as a is, is a benefit off the bat or is there some work involved with you what what, what does that yeah. look like Allison? Um, so definitely there's the trends been picking up in terms of recognizing that curiosity in, in the workplace delivers some value. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's tremendous research being done by um, Francesca Gino and Todd Cashdan and Spencer Harrison, all really eminent curiosity researchers that are demonstrating empirically the value that curiosity has in the workplace. We certainly see Um, embedded in certain cultures, like at Microsoft, you know, they're really embedded in the growth mindset. I, I, I feel like curiosity puts the mind, the growth mindset into action. We have companies uh, like Novartis who have really spent the last three to four years transforming the culture. And one of their tenants is uh, rooted in curiosity and moving from that expert to that explorer. And so there is a recognition that you know something is there it does require a cultural shift it does require a commitment on what what am i modeling so if senior leadership is not modeling um being curious you know asking questions creating the psychological safety for dissent we can definitely dissent and then commit uh, you know, what, what are they modeling that's either supporting, supporting curiosity and shutting it down? Right. And it can also go to, you know, what are your norms? And uh, because norms are rules of engagement and behavior. So how explicit have you been in terms of your norms? Mm-hmm. And do they support curiosity? And are you allowing those implicit norms which shut curiosity down to still remain uh, in your team, in the culture? Because those implicit norms are gonna hold more weight than the explicit ones. And then how are you holding people accountable uh, to really supporting the norms that support the psych safety and the curiosity? So um, we have, you know, there's certain work uh, done around that. Right. What I like is just the intentionality, like being like taking something as, as natural as curiosity, recognizing the benefits of it and bringing it to the forefront and, and encouraging. Right. And so we talk about creating that culture and, 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 and environment where, where, where people can naturally 
be curious. And uh, I, so that's the part I just really like that you're bringing something like that to the forefront and making it, sewing it into the, the fabric of the workplace. Yeah, it's not easy, right? I mean, certain, I mean, people want to hold on to the status quo because <laughs> yes. it seems safe. Change is scary. Um, if I really go start experimenting, are you going to support me? Like, I want to do this pilot project. So, you know, think, you know, how are we, how are we really supporting learning? Um, and, you know, that's why that, that Google 20% rule, that, that famous Google 20% rule about, you know, they, they allow their employees to work 20% of the time on a side project that's meaningful to them. That's not really, doesn't have to be specific to their role. And that's how we got Gmail and, and other things. Um, and, you know, there's still, there, there's still something to that. So, you know, how, how can you start bringing in things that, again, getting really methodical yeah, 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 uh, yeah. about yeah. how how to do it um, in a way where those that aren't up for huge changes could kind of get behind the program and those that kind of can see where that's going or are going to champion and bring others along. So for those that, that uh, uh, sort of push back on curiosity, like how, how do you, like so, so, you know, you, you, you come in a scenario where someone's sort of, Maybe they're hesitant, they're afraid, they don't want to. What, what, what I mean, and I, and I get, like, in your, to your point earlier, you can't make people get curious, and I totally get that. But what kind of, I don't, I don't know if you're having that conversation, what do you do to kind of get them to see the benefits of it, or how do you, how do, you do that? I think it goes back to, you know, what's the share, if it's in the work environment, like, what's the shared purpose? Like, why are we all really, why are we even a team? Mm -hmm. Like, what's the, what's the work of the team that we need to be doing? And um, again, I think it goes back to oddly is it like getting those assumptions clarified? Yeah. Because yeah. what are they assuming that, or what? It, what's you know? What are the assumptions that's driving that resistance or hes hesitancy? Um, have they been receiving conflicting narratives, and so they're not really sure what to believe? Um, and so I, I really do think it goes back to back to the assumptions yeah, okay. and getting clarity on what's true and then finding ways to see, okay, well, what step are you willing to take? Mm, there you go. That's a big point. And that's an important question. What, you know, what, what is that step that you're willing to take? Um, I've always sort of been a big fan of, 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 of I, I, I refer to sort of stockpiling your wins, right? So you, you, you try something, it works out, yeah, you know, that, that gives you the motivation to, you know, to go again. And I can very much see where, you know, that can help improve your curiosity, right? So we, we weren't sure about this. We dove in deep and we explored and we found something. We kept going again because we might find something else. And so the whole idea of, of, of building on your past successes, uh, I think it works hand in hand with you know, encouraging us to continue to be as curious as we can be. Yeah, and I think what you're pointing to is let's iterate. Mm. So there's, there's the MVP model, right, of minimal viable product. You go okay. with like a, a, so, a small set of initial features and, and it can be a product or with you, right? You're, you're about a small set that you're, or that you're wanting a new behavior that you want to try. So, and then you, you test it out and you get information and then you iterate from there. Or what is the minimal viable change 
that you want to start implementing um, and then that you can ladder on from there. So I think, again, if we if we bound it or frame it in something that's manageable, right. then it gives people an opportunity uh, to have some guardrails mm. um, so they don't get overwhelmed or or they don't or right or that it's somehow not connected to some kind of north star so i think you know thinking in kind of the mvp mvc framework can be helpful Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I think curiosity is also uh, a, a good uh, approach, even in, in, in a situation where people face adversity, right? And so you're up against a challenge, um, and certainly, you know, you don't know what's on the other side. Oftentimes, we don't know what's exactly the other side yeah. of challenges, right? We're just kind of going hey, let's sort of see. And uh, I think curiosity is a good motivation to help us sort of get to the other side of these, whether it appears adversity, challenge, or, or obstacles even, right? Yeah, and one tool is reframing, right? How can we reframe this challenge? And, and it's not to like sugarcoat the reality of, of what it is. I'm not going right. for toxic positivity. Right. I'm going for right. I'm going for optimism, which is like you 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 are real about the challenges, but then there's still something up something aspiring that's possible. Yes, and reframing can really help us with that so you know how can i reframe this as i i didn't fail i i'm learning because the the research shows that when we fail we actually learn more than when we have successes because when we have successes we kind of forget what got us to that success right um it just hurts more in the moment right yeah (laughs) and so you know having kind of not hitting it out of the park can actually be uh, give us give us those insights that we really need and they stay with us. And so, you know, what what is an opportunity that you see today, tomorrow, or engaging with somebody in the workplace? Like how can you reframe that particular interaction situation in a way that that allows you to have a different perspective about? Something I made a point I was definitely going to ask because when I was sort of going over some of your information, one of the things that stood out to me uh, was the idea of going from curious to competent. And I'm actually, again, I'm doing it. I'm curious about that. What does that look like? Because, uh, uh, you, know, you know, when you're, it's, it's, I mean, the interesting thing is when you're curious, you oftentimes are assumed to not know. And that's why mm-hmm. you're curious about it but then you can move to that competency. So please, please tell me more about that. Uh, so we're not gonna, we're not gonna get it right out the gate. Um, and uh, you're, I think you have, anytime we're trying something new is, you know, cut yourself some slack. Like right. you're not gonna be great at it. <laughs> right. Uh, I have a colleague, Erica, who leads a, the Proteus group and she has a book called Be Bad First. And it's kind of like, yeah, you might suck at first. And it's just kind of how, how it's going to go. And then as we go through our learning curve, then as we've practiced more and, and we're, we're honing that particular skill or behavior, then it's going to, then it's breaks, it's going to become a competency. It's going to be part of us where we can feel like that's a tool that we know how to apply and use and get and align our intention with the impact that we want to make. 
we, we almost have to have to have to have a bit of, 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 of I guess grace for ourselves and understand to your point that yeah, you are gonna beautiful. suck badly right off the bat right and it's not gonna be a good it may not be a good it may, it may be a good experience but it may not be and are you okay with it not working out the way you'd like it to right so that's kind of what yeah. I'm doing. Exactly. Like, you know, my first podcast I ever did, I was like nervous. I'm like, how's this going to go? I've never like, I don't talk about this. Right, right. And, you know, it took, yeah, it took several times for me to really like own my voice and, and what I wanted to bring forward. And, you know, and I still continue to fine tune. And I, I'll, yeah, I'll never forget my first one where I was like, okay, what is this? You know, I was, I was definitely in the crawl, the crawl stage. And so, sure. yeah, give yourself grace to go from crawl, walk, run. Yeah, and, and and even in in that example, it's it's understanding that it's it's there's a process, right? That and yeah. crawl, so crawl walk one is a perfect illustration of what we're talking about because you're understanding that you know I'm, it's not it may not be great, but I'm gradually gonna improve. But I would have been able that gra- that path of gradual improvement unless I was able to start or curious enough to start. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah, and giving us our permission to go through that process, I love it. I love you know, get a, get off social media. They're not going through their process, right? <laughs> I mean, it's just not reality. It doesn't happen that way. And everybody's process is different. It is, it is. Oh, this is wonderful, Alice. I mean, the idea of, again, just, just, I, 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 see, I know for some people listening, uh, you know, th- this will, uh, you know, I, th- I think this topic might do a couple of things. It'll get people really excited or get people really nervous, right? <laughs> and there's some people who get really excited, but oh my gosh, you know, curiosity is a great thing because I think, uh, uh, you know, there, there are those that just naturally do it. They haven't labeled it. They haven't assigned a, a, mm-hmm. you know, a, a, a thing to it. It's just kind of what they do. Uh, and 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 for so those people will be like, oh wow, yeah, this is great. Uh, but then there's others who will be like, uh, I'm still not convinced, Allison. I'm not sure I want to do this. So you have to understand that you're gonna get both sides of it. That's it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. With but anything, they, right? Well, and this is exactly this is exactly it, Allison. This has been su- such a great chat. I really, really do appreciate uh, uh, you, you being here. And I wonder for for our listeners uh, if they want to get you know learn, learn more about you or, or your work or where can they catch up with you, Allison? Yeah, so my website is uh, drallisonh.com. So D R A L I S O N H. Dot com and there's an opportunity to email me directly and happy and, and there's podcast interviews there's my research and other articles uh so yeah i invite you to explore and and, and i'll point out there's a significant amount of research you've done there's lots of information there so i i, I think people can probably if they're curious enough they'll get lost in it right <laughs> <laughs> absolutely i i tried to make it worth people's time for sure you absolutely did. Well, I, I, I appreciate uh, you making this worth my time today, Allison. Thank you so much for spending the time. It was such a pleasure, and congratulations on the great work. Thank you so much. Great to be here with you. 
back. We are here on the Audacious Living Podcast, and I want to send my appreciation and thanks uh, to Allison for being here and, and sharing her insights on what it means to be curious and, and how impactful uh, curiosity can be on our day-to-day lives. I hope you're able to reflect on your own personal life and see the opportunities in which you're able to inject a little bit of curiosity uh, into your day-to-day life and, and, and watch the difference it can make. Because as we heard from Allison, it truly, truly, truly can have an impact. You know, when, when I reflect on my, my conversation with Allison, she really left us with a lot of great points. But if there is just one thing that I take from my chat with her, it would be this. Embracing a curious spirit can serve us very, very well. And there's tons of research out there that speaks to the benefits of injecting both curiosity and wonder into our everyday lives. You know, it was the famous uh, uh, Albert Einstein who once said, the important thing is to never stop questioning, never lose a holy curiosity. By being curious about life and everything around us, we're able to to see new, unexplored worlds and possibilities which aren't normally seen or or visible. Oftentimes, they are hidden under the surface of of day-to-day life and normal life that blocks us from being able to see what's underneath that. And it takes that curious mind to look deeper to uncover these new possibilities. This comes in particularly helpful when we've got to navigate constantly changing environments. And when the environments change rapidly and quickly, you know, the the curiosity uh, is extremely, extremely helpful. And there's tons of benefits. Our level of happiness raises, we become more positive, experience lower levels of anxiety, more satisfaction with life, and a greater physiological being. The bottom line is maintaining a curious spirit is certainly an audacious way of living our lives. Hey, listen, if you haven't registered for email notifications of the podcast, please know that you can do so simply by heading over to bestaudaciouslife.com and all you've got to do is enter in your email address and you'll be alerted every time we've got brand new content that comes out. Uh, listen, we've sadly reached the end of another episode of the Audacious Living Podcast and as always, got to send a big shout out and thanks uh, to our, our lovers of audaciousness. You are a tremendous listening audience and uh, the support that you've given on an ongoing basis it is so much appreciated so thank you until next time stay safe be kind show love to one another and be audacious you've been listening to the audacious living podcast hosted by Audley stevenson if you enjoy what you heard be sure to like subscribe and share until next time Be audacious.